Welcome back to the Meddling Kids podcast, your groovy review of Scooby-Doo. I'm your host, Julie Ken, and today we're talking about guess who's not coming to dinner. No, it's not a Sidney Poitier episode, although that would be amazing. This one stars Don Knotts. It's one of those new Scooby-Doo movies that has awesome characters from real life. We start on a craggy mountainside at dusk. There's lots of thunder and lightning. The kids are on their way to Pinecrest Lodge, and Fred has once again gotten everyone lost. Daphne's all passive-aggressive, saying, We're lost, and we're going to get lost in a typhoon, when what she really wants to say is, Jinkies, what the heck, Fred? Speaking of Pinecrest Lodge, I'm guessing they aren't going to make it. And I wonder about all of their missed engagements. In a lot of these episodes, the kids are waylaid on the way to their destinations. I guess these are the kinds of people who need traveler's insurance. Anyway, they soon arrive at the rusted metal gates of Moody Manor. Fred wants someone to go open the gates so they can go to the house and ask directions. Come on, Fred, do your own dirty work. Velma tries and accidentally rips down the whole gate. It's kind of weird animation. And then she says someone else can close the gates when we leave. I'm not sure if this is a plot device or just random dialogue. We'll find out. They drive on through a long path, but due to a felled tree across the way, they continue on foot. Fred once again delegates, this time asking Scooby to lead the way. Scooby is a reluctant leader, and he freaks out when he sees the felled tree rise back up again. He pantomimes this event for the kids, but they all disregard him as an unreliable witness. After the gang passes, we see a dude dressed in old-fashioned hunting gear with a gray beard and hair, and he's laughing and smirking and saying, ha ha ha, little do they know, they're going right into goldenrod. Then he sneezes so ferociously that the gray beard, hair, and eyebrows fall off, and we realize it's a disguise and that Don Knotts is the villain? Ooh, this is getting good. I was not expecting that. He reassembles his costume and continues to laugh evilly as he stalks the teens and their dog. After another sneeze, Scooby sees that it's Don Knotts. He tries to tell the kids, but again, they disregard our favorite woofer. Even an owl is teasing him. Who? Don Knotts? Who? Velma thinks it's a hallucination and that he's more likely to see a vampire or a werewolf in these woods. Velma isn't exactly comforting. They finally arrive at an awesome-looking mansion. Sure, it's creepy, but that's just because it's old. They ring the bell while Don Knotts watches from around the corner. The door creakily opens on its own, so Fred is ready to enter. Shaggy must have a recent court appearance in his mind as he says, Nobody invited us, but Fred figures it's probably an electric door and it's no big deal to go on in. They enter and the door slams behind them. Fred says, again, no big deal. We can always break a window to get out. He is totally unflappable. Meanwhile, inside we see Don Knotts in a dressing room, getting dressed in another costume as he hackles at his own cleverness. Velma wants to stay uninvited there through the night instead of going on to the mountain lodge they were originally going to. Don Knotts, as a British butler with a terrible accent, then comes out of a wall panel and is very inviting to the children, saying they've been expecting them, and that the owner of the house, Captain Moody, is out, but that his good friend is there and is expecting them. 
he leaves again to get in another costume, presumably. The kids are freaked out, and they try to leave, but all the doors are locked and the windows are barred. They try to go upstairs to see if any of the bedrooms up there have better windows, but the staircase turns into a slide and the telephone is dead. Is Don Knotts a serial killer? Because this is very H.H. Holmes. He's now dressed as a pirate, complete with peg leg and a purple and lavender costume. How does he do that peg leg? Scooby finds a way out through a fireplace, but again, no one listens to him. It's got to be hard to be a man stuck in a dog's body. After the rest of the kids realize his find, Fred tells Scooby to climb up for them. Scooby nearly makes it, then falls, and his paw hits a lever that opens a real secret passage. They're now in a cobwebbed and spidery tunnel system. They reach a dead end and then fall through a trap door that leads back into the fireplace room where they started. Now, Don Knotts slash pirate comes in the room and says a bunch of pirate stuff. He says he's the old friend of the owner, Captain Moody. He's his first mate, and I didn't catch his name. He tries to guess the identity of the kids, but he's mistaking them for other teenagers and a dachshund. He thinks they're Captain Moody's nieces and nephews. Shaggy explains they're just there to ask for directions, but they are hungry and too scared to go back out into the storm, so they agree to join this dude for dinner. However, they're too nervous to eat, thinking the food must be poisoned. Shaggy distributes sliced meat as though he's dealing cards. Then Don Knotts tells them all to go to bed. He whistles, and after a quick costume change, Don Knotts shows up again as a Swedish maid. Don Knotts, as the maid, leads them to their bedrooms. But there are bars on these windows, too. And now the kids are really scared. And then the lights go out. Now Velma and Daphne hear the step of a peg-legged dude up and back in the hallway. Only Fred is relaxed, and he's lying back reading a horror novel called Tales of Terror. The kids are regretting skipping their dinner. And so Velma and Daphne, and also Scooby and Shaggy, leave their rooms and head for the kitchen. This takes about 10 minutes of screen time because they keep getting scared by creaking floors and each other. A suit of armor motions Scooby over and then gives him a sweet pat on the head. Guess what? When Scooby tells Shaggy, Shaggy doesn't believe him. Poor Scoob. As Scooby and Shaggy finally make their way to the kitchen, I'm not sure where the girls are, we see an actual translucent ghost-type figure float down a staircase. This one doesn't look like Don Knotts. Probably just the ghost of one of Don Knotts' murder victims. Shaggy brings in a huge tray of food. He and Scooby start making tall sandwiches, including peanut butter, meat, cheese, jelly, and repeat, plus a banana on top. They are finally going to eat when they see the ghost. They run away to the room where Fred is still chillaxing with his book. They tell him about the ghost, and Fred just keeps reading, even when the ghost comes in the room through a secret panel. First, Fred tells them to just stand up to the ghost, but then he leads the running away when he actually sees the phantom, and they all go into the girls' room. With the girls, they hide in the closet, but this doesn't work against the ghost. He's in there with them and chases them back into the bedroom. They realize the ghost looks like Captain Moody from a painting downstairs. But now the image of the ghost is flickering between a ghostly translucent image and a corporeal image that looks suspiciously like Don Knotts. Okay, once it talks, we realize it definitely is Don Knotts. I'm so confused. How did he become translucent? Is Don Knotts dead? 
Was he a ghost the whole time? As Captain Moody, he says he's back for revenge and that the guilty one must die. Then there's a big chase scene with all the kids hiding in different rooms and the Don Knotts ghost running all around after them, changing back and forth from ghost to dude. Even Fred is scared now. They barricade themselves in a library. Fred tries to explain why a barricade will stop this kind of ghost from passing through the walls, but it doesn't work. He appears through a wall and Fred vanishes. But now a rotating wall spins 180 and Fred is back, calmly reading a book. The ghost tries to go through another moving wall and kind of gets stuck, but then escapes. Also, some of his hair comes off and we see Don Knotts' hair revealed as the ghost flees. The kids start to suspect monkey business. Velma finds a wig and the kids put it together that all the people they have met look alike. The butler, the maid, Captain Moody, the weird pirate dude. Don Knotts' murder plans start to fall apart as the kids ring for the maid, and he puts on his butler outfit haphazardly and then has to go back and change into the maid costume. He comes back with a butler uniform neck down and a maid head neck up. He finally reveals his true identity and then tells him to freeze so he can blow the case wide open. For the rest of the episode, he pretends to be a detective. He's holding them all hostage until he can get a confession comes back in a Sherlock Holmes outfit. He explains he is an incredible master of 1,000 disguises and that he speaks every language. He was previously identified as Don Knotts, so it's not really clear is he Don Knotts pretending to be a detective or is he a character who just looks like Don Knotts? We don't really know. Velma tries again to explain they are not Captain Moody's nieces and nephews who presumably murdered the good captain. We still don't know the exact crime that the nieces and nephews are accused of committing. Captain Moody has apparently vanished, and Don Knotts is somehow vested in finding him and suspects the nieces and nephews are the culprits, based on a weird phone call he received earlier that morning. This fits. Whenever I suspect my relatives of foul play, I also call celebrities. They all walk by the suit of armor, and we see there's someone inside. Whoever this is activates a trap door and the gang and Don Knotts all fall through. While they're down there, Don Knotts explains that the captain is rich and that the nieces and nephews will all inherit a million dollars when he kicks the bucket. That's a good motive, I'll admit. More solid than usual. Could this be the first episode with actual murder? Don Knotts thinks that the captain might still be there. They all start looking for him, whether he's a captive or a cadaver. The teens go off to search a cemetery and an old mine. Scooby wants to work with Don Knotts to follow the trail like a bloodhound. They get the scent from a pair of Captain Moody's socks. Scooby leads Don Knotts to a sock drawer. In the cemetery, the girls hear lots of spooky noises and laughter. The boys are checking a mill and a mine shaft. Shaggy nearly falls to his death after seeing a ghost, but he's not scared because he thinks it's Don Knotts again. Shaggy and the ghost, who is not Don Knotts, walk toward the house all friendly-like and encounter the real Don Knotts and Scooby. Shaggy now realizes this isn't Don Knotts in disguise. Now there are two ghosts, plus Don Knotts. The team reunites and there's a big chase. Now Don Knotts sends the ghost through the trapdoor. The kids and Don Knotts think the ghosts were trying to get them away from the mine, so they all go back to set a trap. They find the real Captain Moody all tied up and also see the two ghosts heading their way. 
Scooby and Shaggy trick the ghosts into falling into a mine cart, then somehow getting cleaned up through a chute, and finally getting caught in gigantic sacks with only their heads showing. Now they just look like regular dudes. It was the nephews! Captain Moody was very complimentary of the kids helping him, and Scooby reminds everyone he's hungry, so they all have a huge feast while retelling the story. The kids try to get directions to the Pinecrest Lodge, their original location. Neither Don Knotts nor the captain have any idea, so I guess they just live here now. And that's the end of this episode. Don Knotts did not disappoint. Goofy as ever. Love that dude. Anyway, I want to thank Dave Suste for the use of our theme music, Night Surfing. I want to thank Tiff for running our awesome Meddling Kids podcast and Scooby-Doo discussion group on Facebook. You can tweet at us and contact us on Facebook and the social mediums at Meddling Kids Pod. And I'm at Julie Ken. Thanks so much to Olaf, my dear husband slash boyfriend. And just remember, next time you are designing your very own mortar castle, you would have gotten away with it if it weren't for us meddling kids. Hi, I'm Lainey, host of the True Crime Fan Club podcast. If you're a true crime addict like I am, then my show is for you. I'll peel back the curtain and give you a glimpse into the life and crimes of some of the most demented minds. Check out the episode Broken Bonds and listen to a brother reveal a deeply held secret. Or hear about the day that the heavy metal community will never forget in the episode Dimebag. These episodes are just a sample of our catalog, so you have plenty to binge. Just search for True Crime Fan Club Podcast and any podcatcher. You won't want to miss an episode.